We've been in a teaching series called You Got This, and we've been taking out different I am statements from the book of Ephesians, talking about our identity and who God says we are if we have a relationship with him through Jesus. Week one was that I am chosen. Week two, I am graced. Week three, I am loved. And week four, I belong. And each week we've been having a different artist from our community express these statements um, through painting. And this week is I am transformed, painted by our very own uh, Brittany Tunison. Give it up for Brittany. And here's what she made for us this week. My favorite part about this is that she said that she did it with a child hanging off her arm most of the time. So Brittany, thank you for doing that. But as I thought about today, I really feel the need to go off script and kind of deviate from our series for this week. I want to be able to speak directly to our situation. See, we're facing such a unique and such an important time. And while most of our focus is on getting through, I believe that God wants to do something amazing during this time. See, I don't think God wants us just to focus on getting through. I think he wants us to focus on growing through this time. Because I believe God's going to do more in this season than he might do in some people's lifetimes. So this is such an important time to lean in. All right, kids, here's what I want for you to do at the beginning of the message today. I want to encourage you to do something and then uh, share that with me. Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. What this is saying is that a fortified tower is a safe place. It's a place of protection. And when we're afraid, we can go to God and we will be safe. Another word for a fortified tower is a fort, right? That's right, a fort. So what I want you to do with your parents' permission, of course, is I want you to gather some supplies and I want you to build the best fort that you can build in the same room so you can still hear the message um, through the rest of the morning. So go ahead and grab whatever you can. Uh, build the best fort you can. Be creative. And what I want you to do is take a picture of it when you're done. I want you to share that with me on social media and I will comment on that this week. You guys did such a great job last week. Have fun, be creative, and I can't wait to see uh, what you come up with. Now, adult, here's what we're going to do. If you can, I want you to grab another device, and I want you to follow along with this message on the YouVersion Bible app. It's a free app that you can download anywhere you get your apps. You can sign in, create an account uh, for free, and then you can search under events in the bottom right-hand corner of the menu bar, search for Evident Church, and then you can find today's service and see all the message notes, all the verses from today's service. You can take notes, you can share, you can save those. It's a great free resource for you and will be a big help to you today. Today, what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about fear. Should we be afraid? Uh, what place should fear have in our lives? And how, if we're afraid, how do we overcome that fear? Because see, fear does some crazy things to us. If we're not careful, we'll become overwhelmed by fear. Uh, fear is not our friend, right? We recognize this. Fear is not our friend. It causes us to do the things. It's what causing it's causing people to go to the grocery stores and buy just a crazy amount of toilet paper. That has nothing to do with what's going on, but fear is driving people to do irrational things. I'm curious, how many bad decisions have you made uh, that have been driven by fear, right? Think about that for a second. How many bad decisions have you made that have been driven by fear? And I do want to acknowledge fear is real. Fear is a real thing, but we do not need to be ruled by fear. So here's the verse that I want us to focus on for these next few minutes. Isaiah 41, verse 10. God says to the people of Israel, he says this, So do not fear, I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 
See, what's interesting to me about the subject of fear, if you think about it, fear is simply an awareness that we are beyond our limits. If you think about it, we don't fear when we feel competent, when we feel in control, we're not afraid. But as soon as we feel out of control, as soon as we feel like this is beyond our limits, then we're overtaken by fear. But I think if we're honest, it's not a bad thing to acknowledge that we're, we're beyond our depth. So what's so great about this verse is this verse rightly puts a focus on God instead of on ourselves. Look at the verse again. Look at how much it talks about us and how much it talks about God. So God says to us, do not fear, talking to us. Then he says, for I am with you, talking about God. Do not be dismayed, talking to us, for I am your God. Then listen to the rest of it. I will strengthen you, God says, and I will help you. I will uphold you, God says, with my righteous right hand. See, so much of that verse is focused on God and not on us. See, when we're afraid, it means that our focus is in the wrong place. The Bible doesn't try to tell us that we are enough. The Bible rightly tells us that God is enough. It doesn't try to produce false hope. It tells us plainly that our hope is in Christ. It reminds me of when Jesus was walking on the water and the disciples were in a boat and it's nighttime and Jesus is walking across the lake and the disciples are there and they see him and they're afraid. And Peter says, Jesus, if that's you, tell us to come to you, which I can think of a hundred other things he could have asked. He could have said, Jesus, if that's you, what song did I sing for you on your birthday? But instead he says, hey, tell us to come to you. So Jesus says, okay, Peter, come to me. It's me. Come to me and see. So Peter gets out of the boat and begins walking on the water to Jesus. And it says as long as his eyes were focused on Jesus, he was fine. But as soon as his eyes got focused on the wind and the waves, Peter began to sink. See, that's a lesson for us. We need to keep our eyes focused on God and not on ourselves. See, I need to acknowledge that when I'm afraid, it's because I'm placing too much weight on myself my abilities, my wisdom, my confidence, and I need to be placing more of my, my, my weight on God. And I love how direct God is with us. If you notice in the verse in Isaiah, this is not a suggestion. This is a command. It's given to us in the imperative. Anytime God talks about fear, he doesn't speak about it as a suggestion. <laughs> God's not saying, hey, uh, you might not want to be so afraid. You know, if you can help it, maybe try not to be so fearful. But you know what? It's just a suggestion. No, anytime God, God, God talks about fear, it is a declaration. Do not be afraid, he says. Reminds me of Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong. Be courageous. Do not be afraid. This teaches us a key lesson about fear, and that's this, that fear is not a feeling, it's a choice. Fear is not a feeling, it's a choice. It's just like love. It may start out as a feeling, but then we choose to stay there or not. Jesus said this, a new command I give you, love each other as I have loved you. How can you command someone to love unless love is more than a feeling? And how can you command someone not to be afraid unless fear is more than a feeling? It's a choice. Faith is something that I choose over fear. And then he tells us why. 
Anytime God gives us a command, he doesn't need to, but he does. He tells us why. He says, don't be afraid. Then he says, don't be afraid. Why? Because I am with you. See, the thing that gives us confidence is God's presence. Uh, a while back, you know, I, I've done some teaching uh, locally and um, I go into this uh, school and uh, it's a huge, huge public high school, thousands of students. And uh, I'm walking around and I feel like I don't really belong. But what they give me is they give me an ID badge that tells me I'm a part of the faculty. And so what this does is this allows me to walk through the halls <laughs> between classes or during classes and I don't get in trouble, right? It allows me to go places like to the, the staff lounge and, uh, and praise God, the staff bathrooms, right? So I get to go places because of this ID. It gives me confidence uh, because I have that to say who I am. See, David, when he attacked Goliath, he, he went with confidence because he knew that God was with him. Moses, when he was leading the people of Israel, he said, God, I'm not going to go unless your presence goes with me. I want to ask you this question. What could you do if you knew that God was with you? What could you do if you knew that God was with you? And as you go to work, you go with confidence because you know that God is with you. And as you go to help people, you go with boldness because you know that God is with you. And as you face your day and as you face your fears and anxiety, whatever may come, you go with faith because you know that God is with you. I've told you guys this before, uh, that my girls think that I'm the strongest man on the planet. And, and why wouldn't they, right? Well, honestly, that's the way that it should be. I think that every child to think that their dad is the strongest and the best and can do anything possible. My girls think that I can do absolutely anything. And please don't tell them otherwise. Um, we need to have that same kind of wide-eyed, childlike confidence in our God. Amen, church? The one who hung the stars is with me. I am filled with confidence because God is with me. I don't have to be afraid. And I think the greatest tragedy in fear is that it threatens to separate us from God. The greatest tragedy in fear is that it threatens to separate us from God. See, fear tells us that God is not with us. Fear tells us that God is not good. Fear tells us that God is not able. And that thought process threatens the very thing we need to overcome fear, which is faith in God. See, God is good. God is capable. And God is with me. How do we know? We know because of what Jesus did for us. Listen to these words that the writer wrote to the people in Rome. Romans 8 says, What then shall we say in response to all of these things? If God is for us, then who can be against us? See, God didn't even spare his own son, but he gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? goes on to say later on, Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither uh, the present nor the future, 
nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, the only thing that can separate us from God is our own sin. And Jesus took care of that on the cross. Romans 5, 6 says, You see, at just the right time, pay attention to this, when we were still powerless, right? Full of fear, powerless, unable to help ourselves, Christ died for us. See, that's me and you. The most important thing that you and I can do today is acknowledge our fears, but then choose faith over fear. Do you know that God is with you? Do you know that God is not just with you, but that God is for you? See, once you acknowledge that God is for you, like he's on your side, like he's helping you, then fear has no place in your heart. Fear becomes a foreign object in the heart of a follower of Jesus. That's why Jesus is so important. Uh, Jesus came to live the life that we couldn't live, and he came to die a death on a cross in our place. God raised him from the dead, proving that he accepted his punishment and payment for our sins. If you've put your trust in Jesus and your focus on Jesus, then you have no need to fear because God is with you. So maybe you're listening and watching to this, watching this, and you don't know God's presence in your life. Now is your time. Now is your moment. I want to ask you to pray a prayer and express this uh, from your heart. I want you to pray with me. I want you to say, Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sin. I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Cleanse me. Make me brand new. Give me new life. Give me peace and joy through your presence in my life. I give you my life in Jesus' name. Amen. And scripture says plainly that if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And if that's you, we celebrate with you. If you prayed that prayer and sincerely meant it, we celebrate that with you. And if that was you, I, want, I would like for you to do something. I want you to post in the comments there's simply the word yes, all capital, all capitals, yes. In the comments, let us know that you gave your life to Jesus. You're trusting in Jesus. Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a fortified tower, and the righteous run into it and are safe. Fear is recognizing that we are not enough, but faith is recognizing that he is more than enough. So we're going to end our time together reminding ourselves of the foundation of our faith. Uh, We're going to take just a minute and have communion. And this may be completely new to you, um, and that's okay. Um, I want to encourage you to just take a minute, grab a few items, maybe grab some some bread or some crackers, uh, maybe some juice or even some water. And even if you don't have any elements, you can still do this and remember us. Remember this with us. So take just a minute, grab some of those things, even pause this if you need to, and then come back to it. But before Jesus went to the cross, 
Um, he did this with his disciples and he encouraged them to do it as a constant reminder of God's great love for them. So Jesus um, took bread and he said, this bread represents my body, which is broken for us. And then he said, I want you to take and I want you to eat. And then he did the same thing at supper with wine. He said, this, this wine represents my blood, which is about to be poured out for you. He said, I want you to do this. I want you to do this often to remember of my sacrifice for you and what I have done. He said, take and drink. And Heavenly Father, thank you for being our joy. Thank you for being our rock. Thank you that in you we are not the same. Thank you that we are transformed. We are not controlled by fear, but we are controlled by your spirit. Thank you for loving us and for rescuing us. We are yours. God, give us courage. In Jesus' name, amen.